Welcome to the Sunday Messages podcast from New Hope Church in Cape Coral, Florida. Our mission is to glorify God by making fully devoted followers of Christ, by belonging together, believing in Christ alone, and blessing our world. And wherever you are on your spiritual journey, we pray today's message brings you hope and help along the way. All right. Well, church family, we have a very special opportunity today to hear from God from a wonderful man. His name is Jeff Singletary, Dr. Jeff Singletary. He doesn't want me to call him that, but I call him that because it's a lot of work to be a doctor, so I hear. Right. So, uh, Dr. Jeff Singletary is a regional catalyst for the Florida Baptist Convention, and he is going to bring the Word of God. So can we make him feel welcome today and just welcome Dr. Singletary up as he shares God's words with us? Well, good morning, good morning. Good morning, new hope in a new year. Hey, that's a, that's a great thing. So it's, it's good to be here this morning. I got up and uh, drove uh, from Tampa. Normally, I would have come in last night, but a uh, dear judge friend of mine had a wedding, had his daughter's wedding, and so I needed to remain in, in, uh, in Tampa. So, but it was a beautiful wedding, uh, great, uh, great night, long night. You know how that goes, uh, short nights, long days, they kind of run together. But it is good to be with you this morning, New Hope. Uh, I'm excited. I've had the privilege of uh, being here uh, last year when the storms came through there uh, and kind of I was here helping out with the, uh, through that storm. So I got a chance to view your facility at that time. And, and then uh, last year I had the privilege of traveling with, uh, with Pastor David uh, to uh, St. Martin as he is in St. Martin today, and so as he was uh, kind of a vision tour, kind of going and hearing and seeing what God was saying, and, uh, and he's back there today. And so we're excited for the privilege to be able to stand behind the sacred desk of God and to proclaim his uncompromised and unadulterated word this morning. So it is a joy. I was excited to have been invited to be with you this morning, the first Sunday in a new year. And so allow me to... Uh, Let me to pray and we'll get after it this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we're thankful and grateful for the privilege, God, to stand behind the sacred desk this morning and God, to proclaim your uncompromised and unadulterated word this morning. And so, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, God, that you would give us Give us blood dip ears. Give us hearts that are open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then, Father, when it's all said and done, God will be careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that you so richly deserve. We ask all these things in Christ's precious name and all God's people said, Amen and amen. Well, December is a special month in many, many ways for me. In fact, uh, it's, it's my birthday month. Amen. Any December babies in the house, just raise your hand. Come on now. Come on. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying right there. See, December is a special month. If you were born in December, you're a special, you're a special person. Because it's the month that, that Jesus' birthday is in the month of December. That makes it special now. In fact, in fact, if the truth be told, uh, I missed being, I, I was, my birthday is December 20th. I missed, I missed by five days from being black Jesus. So, but anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, 
Mama could have just held on, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but every December, every December, I take the month of December to fast and pray because I want to hear from the Lord regarding uh, my mission, purpose, and direction for the ensuing year. I want to be spiritually aligned and equipped to function at the highest level where God is calling me in the new year. And so, there, it is imperative for me to get along and to spend time with, with him that I might hear from him, that he might speak in me, to me, and through me in 2024. Last Sunday, I had the privilege of preaching in Orlando. And that Sunday morning, the message was, the message was, turn it on, turn it up, so others can go up. Turn it on, turn it up, so others can go up. And then Sunday night, New Year's Eve in Tampa, I preached another service. And that message, that, that, that Sunday morning, the challenge was, turn it on, turn it up. Sunday night, the instruction was, buckle up. Buckle up. You see, but today, God has given me a word, I believe today, this morning, this morning for this year. As my brother said that, you think about, you got the theme. God's, what's your theme? When I, when I pastored in Tampa, I had the privilege of pastoring guys like Tony Dungy, uh, 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 Derek Brooks, and uh, 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 Leroy Selman. And so every year, I would, we would, our church was driven thematically. Every year, I wanted to hear from God. God, what, God, where you, what are you saying? God, where are you leading us? Thematically, Lord God, God, what is your word for us this year? And so I've continued that process. And so this morning, thematically, for this year, 2024, 2024 is the year of open doors. I believe that 2024 is the year of open doors. You see, it will be an exciting time, yet a exciting and turbulent year. Filled with blessing and challenges, doors of opportunity, which will require spiritual discernment. Listen to me this morning. I, 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 would, I would that you hear me this morning with your good ear this morning. Somebody need to turn it up a little bit. Typically, no one has generally a challenge hearing me. Listen to me this morning that the, these will be exciting times. Exciting times for those who are spiritually prepared, and equipped to operate and to function at the next level in Christ. Let me say that again to you. These will be exciting times for those who are spiritually equipped and prepared to function at the next level in Christ. Critical, critical, brothers and sisters. The Apostle Paul gives us a biblical model in discerning God's will as we walk through open doors in our lives and in our ministries. This morning, I would like for us to examine four critical factors in determining 
What opened doors to walk through in 24? The first thing I want us to see this morning is that obedience produces favor that opened doors. Obedience produces favor that opened doors. As you walk in faith and obedience, in life, in ministry, and in business, God will open doors and windows of opportunities. The heart of God is to be a blessing in your life. As for the cause of Christ, as you advance God's kingdom agenda. Beloved, Psalm 30, 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, now I don't know about you, but, but, but that, that, that lights my fire. The Bible says that when a man ways please God, it pleases the Lord to bless that man or that woman, that boy or girl. He says, delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give you the desire. Anybody got any desires on your heart? Is there anything that you're desiring in 24? God says, delight yourself in me then, and I will give you the desire. Now, now listen, listen to me. That ain't, that ain't Pastor Singletary talking. That ain't Pastor Dave talking. That's the Lord. Amen. That's the Lord. And, and, and here's what I know about him. Whatever he says, you can bank on it. Amen. The Bible says he's not a God that he, not a God that cannot lie, but he's a God that, not a God that will not lie, but he's a God that cannot lie. And so he says in Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, now to him who's able, I love it, <laughs> to do exceedingly abundantly all that we can ask or think according to the power that work is where? In us. In us. Beloved, God wants to do something new. God wants to do something so magnanimous in you, through you, that only he can get the credit in 24. And so once again, I believe that that. 2024 is a year of open doors. Every open door requires spiritual guidance and discernment. We've all heard the statement that says that fools rush in where angels fear to tread. And so we must be wise in our walk. This is how uh, they said in, in, in my neighborhood where I'm from, here's what they said. Those who walk wise don't fall for any jive. You either are wise or you otherwise. <laughs> Paul, listen to me. And so for our text this morning, notice the text this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 12. Notice the text this morning. Paul is at Corinth. He's traveled, and Paul is on a missionary journey. He's, he's going there to, to minister, to, 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 to labor among the people, the church at Corinth. Now, notice the text. Now, Paul went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ. He went there with, for a specific, uh, distinct purpose, to preach the Egelion, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Notice the text this morning, and found that, the Lord had opened a door for me. That's what Paul says. Paul says, when I arrived at Troas, 
I found that the Lord had opened a door for me. Doesn't that sound like Paul's on point? Doesn't that sound like Paul's where he's supposed to be? He went there for a noble cause, for a, a God call, a, a divine call to preach the gospel in Troas. He gets in Troas. He, sits, he says that, and God, there's an open door, and God led me there. Beloved, listen to me. Paul arrives in Troas, walking in faith and obedience, led by the Spirit of God. He finds an open door of ministry. Paul recognizes and identifies the source of the open door. And Paul says, it was the Lord. It was the Lord. You know, uh, as I said, Pastor uh, Dave, David and I, Pastor Dave and I, we were in uh, St. Martin. In fact, Pastor Martin, Pastor Dave is in St. Martin today. This week because the Lord has placed an open door for new hope in St. Martin. God has opened up vistas of opportunity on that beautiful island there of St. Martin. And so Pastor David, he's there for that reason today. Just as Paul was in Troas for that reason. Beloved, in fact, uh, we was there and it's a beautiful island, beautiful island. And, and, and it just blew me away because it, it's a, it's a two-part island. It's a there's the, the French, and then there's the American, the American side. And I want to tell you, we, 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 we were on the, the, uh, the uh, American side, the English, but when we went over to the, Dutch, to the, uh, the French, it was like the French Riviera. I was like, in the name of Jesus, this is where God is calling me. <laughs> it was beautiful. You know, when I go to beautiful places, I hear the voice of God. And when I go to great restaurants, I hear the voice of God. I'm trying to place my, my, my reservations this morning. But anyway, <laughs> so, but as Pastor David, he's there. Uh, beloved, every open door is not from the Lord or of the Lord. Even when we sense God's pleasure and favor, we must seek God's affirmation that this is where we're supposed to be. And this is where I'm supposed to be. Therefore, maybe the opportunity to preach. There may have been opportunities to preach and minister, but not God's uh, permission on your life to be there. It does not mean that God is not at work in that particular place, in that particular location. He just has not called you there. Paul had the freedom in Troas to preach. He had the freedom, but not the blessings or the call of God on his life at that moment or at that season in his life to preach in Troas. He had traveled there, but there was not God, but there was not God's assignment for Paul. Therefore, God had to redirect Paul. Paul was wise enough and aligned with God's will and God's purpose, and he sensed God's displeasure for him in, in Troas. Now, that's interesting. That's interesting because Paul said he went to Troas to preach. Isn't, isn't it true that, that no matter where you go, preaching the gospel is good news? Amen. Hang in there for me a second. Put a pen that we're going to come back to it. 
Beloved, there's a second thing I want you to see. Not only does obedience produce favor that opens doors, but every open door requires spiritual guidance and discernment. Let me say that again. Every open door requires spiritual guidance and discernment. Just because the door is open doesn't mean you ought to walk through it. Hello, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, listen, I, listen to me. Not only does God open the door, the devil opens some doors too. And so every open door doesn't mean you ought to walk through it. You ought to be wise. You ought to be led, guided by the Holy Spirit. Beloved, look at the text. Look at the text. Look at verse, uh, verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 says, I still had what? No peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went to Macedonia. Ah, Paul said, I went there sensing and thinking and believing that this is where God wanted me to be. But when I got there, Paul had, Paul says, I, I was concerned. Henry Blackaby, the great, a theologian said, make the famous statement. His famous statement, you know it. It was, watch to see where God is working and join him in his work. Watch to see, look to see, find out where God is working and join him there. Paul might differ with that statement. The apostle Paul would say, might say to us this morning, wherever the Lord is at work, may not be your place of service. Hello, Walls. <laughs> I know it's still early now. Paul went to Troas and discovered that God was at work in Troas. It wasn't that God wasn't at work in Troas. God was at work in Troas, but it was not where God called Paul. God is, at, God is at work everywhere. Listen to me. But it wasn't where he called Paul. So God had to, God re, God's redirection. You have a time in your life that God had to redirect you? You felt strong about something? You felt passionate about something? You, you, ever, you, you ever been so confident about something and it turned out to be you were wrong? You, you don't have to raise your hand. That's when you just keep looking at the preacher. Just keep looking. Just keep looking at the preacher. Just keep that secret between you and the Lord. He says, God had to read. If God had to re redirect the apostle Paul who wrote 14 of the, of the books of the New Testament, if God had to redirect Paul, what about you and I? I blow it on a regular. <laughs> yeah. And so Paul says, notice, notice. Paul based his decision to leave Troas on three things. He based the decision to leave Troas on three things. It's critical, critical. First, the absence of peace of God within his spirit. The absence of the peace of God in his spirit. Paul got to Troas. It was great ministry opportunity. There was open doors, but he didn't have the peace of God in his heart to stay there. That might be an indicator you need to leave. But not only did he not have peace in his heart with God to be there, secondly, there wasn't a peace 
the person of peace. The person of peace wasn't there. Uh, Titus wasn't there. The absence of the person of peace in the city. It's another indicator. Another indicator that God is not calling you there. You've went there. You can't find anyone. You can't find that man of peace. You can't find that woman of peace. And you are, you're not at peace. Then you ought to, you ought to, you ought to leave in a peace. Notice the third thing. The third thing. Third thing we're going to see. Not the, the absence of the peace of God in his heart. The absence of the peace of the man. Uh, a person of peace in the city. And then third. The affirmation from the Lord. The affirmation that I've called you here. The affirmation that you ought to be here. Listen to me. I don't want to be no place God doesn't want me to be. Because where if you if you where God doesn't want you to be, then you're out of God's will. And when you're out of God's will, you're out of God's divine protection for your life. When you're in the will of God, you're under the divine protection of God. When you make your own decision, God said, hey, let me know how that worked out for you over there. <laughs> yeah. Listen to me. And so God says, Paul, God will make it clear where he wants you to be in ministry and in life. Too many times we run red lights. Too many times we ignore the caution lights. Too many times, too many times, we force doors open. We force them. God said, no, no, no. No, I want you to go. No, no, God, that's where I, that's where I want to be, God. God. And we pull it, we pull it on the door. We yank it on the door. You know, many times, we got to be like the, you know, the, 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 the night guard, the police that walk the beat at night. You know, the, the, the cop that walks the beat, the beat there, he, when he, He's walking down the street there, and he, and he sees the doors. When a when a when a when a when a when an officer, a security guard, walking down that door, and he's walking in the hall, and 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 one of the things by nature they do is what? They pull on the door. They pull on the door. Why do they pull on the door? And they pull on the door to make sure it's. It ain't just closed, but it's locked. Because what, what they don't want to happen when they pull on that door, when they yank on that door, what they don't want to happen is the door opens. Because if the door opens, then they got to do what? They want a closed door. They want the door to be locked so they can keep walking. Because if that door opens up, they've got to go in now and investigate. See, sometimes it's in our lives. We go into, you know, we open doors that are already locked. We know, you know, God said, no, that's not for you. Yeah, oh, well, well, yes, for me. You know, God, God, God. But she's so pretty, God. She's so easy. Yeah, but that's not. The, but God, but God, ah. Like the guy that got married, he was getting married, and the preacher was counseling him, and he said, and he asked him how much you love him. He said, man, he said, preacher, I love her so much. I love her so much, I can just eat her up. Ten years later, he said, preacher, well, how y'all doing? He said, I wish I'd ate her up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he says, God wants us to discern 
You hear his voice, his prompting, his guidance for where you ought to be. When I travel on mission, I've always, around the world, I have found these to be critical components of success, both in ministry and in life. These three critical factors to find that the peace, looking for a, to a, 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 a man of peace in the city or a woman of peace, God's peace in that city, and then uh, that we can collaborate with, that we can co-labor with, and then finally uh, look to, for a tangible, a tangible confirmation and affirmation that God has called us to this place to be. Paul was unsettled in his spirit. He, he did not find Titus in the city and finally uh, a vision from the Lord. After the vision of confirmation, he did not remain in the city. Paul then traveled to Macedonia, to Macedonia. Beloved, notice, look at the text this morning. Uh, Acts chapter 16, verses 8 says, And when he passed the midst and went to, down to Troas, uh, during the night Paul had a vision of a man in Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we, uh, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia. He says, concluding that God called us to preach the gospel to them. Paul left Troas and went to Macedonia. Why? Because in Macedonia, Paul got the confirmation. He got the affirmation that he needed. He had peace about it. He had a vision from God. He had a word from God. He had the affirmation. Now Paul was able to set sail. Operating in God's will. Notice, beloved, Paul says, God confirmed the open door to preach the gospel in Macedonia. God will confirm open doors in your life and in ministry. Listen to me. Nobody wants you to be in God's will more than God. And if you desire to be in God's will doing what God has called you, what God has ordained for you to do, what God has created you to do, nobody wants you to do that and be that more than God. And if you're, if you're patient and if you wait on God, he'll make it clear where you ought to be. He'll make it clear what you ought to be doing. See, some of us live life with the engine running. <laughs> yeah, every now and then you ought to turn it off and just wait on God. Now, God, before I, before I make this move, what do you think? God, before I, before I buy this, God, what, what, do you, what do you think? You know, some, my, grandmother, my grandmother would say, some of us too smart for our own britches. Yeah. Notice. Third thing I want us to see this morning is, to believers, the world is an open door. Oh, to believers, the world is an open door. For two reasons, two categories. Beloved, a huge population of the world is unsaved. They're lost. They are lost and on their way to a Christless eternity without Jesus. We are the fragrance, the aroma, the messengers of God to rescue the perishing with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why when God saved you, he didn't take you straight to heaven. He left you here for a purpose. And he calls us to live life on purpose, with a purpose, pursuing our God-given purpose. Beloved, 
We are called to be God, salt and light company. Salt in a saltless society, light in a dark world. There must be, therefore, we must own the lostness of our geography. I'm going to say that again. We must own the lostness of our geography. You must own the lostness of this city, of this area. You must own it. You must own the lostness of your home, own the lostness of your neighborhood, own the lostness of your job, own the lostness of your marketplace, own the job, own the lostness where you have the influence. Yeah. People all around you and I, people are going to hell without Jesus and we're too comfortable. God says we got to own the lostness of our geography. He's called us to be salt in a saltless society and light in a dark world. There's a second thing we see, and that is the remaining population of the world are believers who need your, who need help and encouragement. Therefore, as believers, our mission is twofold in this world, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those who are lost and dying and then secondly, to bring hope, I like your name, hope. Hope. But not just hope, you new hope. Not old hope, not has been hope, but new hope. New hope ought to bring good news. Everybody in this city, everybody, they ought to know about that there's good news, that there's hope, not just hope, but new hope. For those who are perishing, those who are struggling, those who, who are confused, he says, listen to me. To share the gospel with the lost. To encourage our brothers and sisters around the world with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Pastor Dave is in St. Martin today. Because he has a, a burden and a passion for lostness. To take the, the light of the gospel. Listen to me. Listen to me. If, if we don't share the good news, the good news become bad news to those who are lost and dying. Amen. We got a responsibility to share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved. To others, believers, we are that sweet-smelling fragrance, that aroma. We are a breath, a breath of fresh air and encouragement to their soul. And so not only are Pastor David uh, 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 ministering and reaching lost people, but, but there are believers over in, in St. Martin that need to be encouraged, that need to know that there's new hope. New hope is coming. There's help that's coming. The Calvary is coming to help you in this ministry at St. Martin, St. Martin. That's why we must be on mission for Jesus. That is that we might reach some with the gospel and share the good news. Notice the text, notice the text, notice the text. Let's look what he says. He says, verse, verse 14, but thanks be to God who always lead us captive in Christ's triumphant possession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God a pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being, who are being saved and to those who are perishing. To, to the one we are an aroma that brings death, to the other an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task. To some, we're a aroma of, of death. To those who are dying, those who are perishing. To believers, it's an aroma 
that brings uh, hope and help. Paul says, the world to the believer is an open door. No matter where you go, no matter where you go, you can reach lost people for Jesus. You don't, you don't have to look hard and you don't have to look long for lost people. All you got to do is, is open your eyes. They're all around you. Now, let me ask you, let me ask you, let me ask you this morning. In 2023, 2023 is in the books. Let me ask you this morning, how many people did you lead to Jesus in 23? How many people, how many people, who's, who's going to be in heaven because of you in 23? See, that's what it's about. It ain't about becoming a country club. It's about, this is not a cruise ship. This is a battleship. Too many of us on cruise. God wants us, I said to you, I said the other Sunday, you, God wants us to turn it up. Turn it on, turn it up. Turn on the light, the love of Jesus so others can go up. Listen, brothers and sisters, the goal of the Christian life is to give birth. It's to give birth. Lead someone to Jesus Christ. Share the good news. All God asks us to do is just open our mouth. He'll speak for you. He'll speak to you. He'll speak through you. But listen, the world is changing. The world is dark. And I got to close. I got to close. I got to close. You know, y'all, they give a black preacher 30 minutes. Take me 30 minutes to clear my throat. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yeah. I know y'all didn't. I know y'all hadn't noticed that, that this is a black preacher this morning. <laughs> yeah. So listen to me. God wants us to own the lostness of our geography. That people ought to come to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Listen to me. He says to us, now, now, now watch the text. Watch the text. Last thing, final thought. And that is, Paul says, Paul says, seek open doors, not open pockets. <laughs> seek open doors, not open pockets. Now, you and I both know preachers and ministries that have made a living seeking open pockets. That's not the Lord. That's not the Lord. God doesn't use money to, uh, 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 to raise funds. God uses money to raise his children. Beloved, watch this. Paul says, we are not husters who peddle the gospel for a dollar. That's why sometimes, that, 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 many times the, the, the televangelists, they, they turn my stomach. Everything, they got a 30-minute program, five minutes for the word, and the other 25 is, you know, they're trying to raise an offering. Come on, come on, that doesn't sound like Jesus. Oh, you see that, you see that, they, like, you know, the kids in Africa, help us, help us with these little kids, and the flies are flying around, they're like, help us, help us, please. Really? Doesn't sound like Jesus. Paul says we're not hustlers. We're not trying to hustle you for money. Notice the text. Notice the text. Paul says some are, uh, sooner or later, brother, but sooner or later, people figure out who you are and what you are. You've heard the statement, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people. Some of, some of my cousins in the house. Okay. 
Listen to me. Paul says ministry. Ministry. He says our ministry is authentic. It's spirit-led, God-approved, Jesus-endorsed. We are not looking to you. We trust him to provide for our needs according to his riches and glory. Paul is saying to us, just as you must be discerning when you, where you go, you got to be discerning where you give and who you give to. Paul says there's two types of ministries. There's two types of ministries. They're, 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 it's authentic and gimmicks. <laughs> authentic and gimmicks. You've got to decide and decipher, and you've got to hear the voice of God to lead you and guide you, not just where to go, but where to give. Paul says, we must be discerning. Yes, we have a responsibility to give, just like the young lady was up here, and she was challenging you to give. And, you know, you know listen, how much you give is between you and God. But let me tell you what's not an option, not giving. God says that we have a responsibility, but God says he, just, just as I lead you, where I lead you, where I got, I tell people all the time, God's will is God's bill. And where God leads, he provides. Listen to me. He says, let me close, let me close. You say, preacher, you've said that three times already. Come on now. I said it because I'm a Baptist. I got to say it one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. Look at the text. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17 said, Paul says, unlike so many, <laughs> unlike so many, and the church said, Amen. Amen. Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. God don't need you to be slick. God just needs you to be real. Speak truth and be honest. And trust God to provide. Paul says, unlike woo, so many, we're not like them. Don't get it twisted. We ain't like them. Because, because lost people think we all the same. We ain't all the same now. Paul says this here. Look at the text. He says, on the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. We're here on mission for Jesus. We're not here to shake you down. No, we're here to build you up. That's why we're here. Paul says we do not do what we do for money. We do what we do for the master. It's about the master. Our hearts and hands are clean before God and man. We serve the Lord with pure heart, clean hands, and pure motives. Beloved, God's message for you this year is, I am setting before you open doors. Will you walk in obedience? Or will you procrastinate, delay? Or will you simply deny my voice and walk away in disobedience? The question of the hour, it is the question of the hour this morning. For some to here today, for some of you here this morning, God saying the open door is the door of salvation. 
Somebody here this morning, this is the first Sunday of the new year. Somebody here this morning, you, you've never invited Jesus to be your Savior and Lord. There's somebody here today that has, never had, that has never walked through that door to receive that free gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. That's the door for you today. That's the door for you today. And to others, to others, the question is, will you walk through that door today? Or will you, will you deny and walk away today and say, not today. I'll do it next week. I'll do it another day. Not today. You know, when Paul was preaching and sharing to King, to King Agrippa, King Agrippa said what? Almost persuaded. Ah, almost persuaded. You know what almost persuaded means? All the way to hell. See, you're either in or you're out. You're either going up or you're going down. There ain't no middle. There, there, despite what some people say, there's no middle. There's no middle place. There is no purgatory. There is no middle ground. God says, I've set before you today an open door. An open door. He, said, he says, on that day, he says, I stand at the door and I do what? I stand at the door and I knock. And here's the beautiful thing about that door. The knob's on the inside. Can't open from the outside. The knob's on the inside. God is a gentleman. He's not going to kick the door down. Ah! He's just going to stand and he's going to knock. And if you hear my heart, he that hears my voice and open the door, I'll come in with him and I'll do what? I'll suck. That's what I like about it. He said, I'll sup with him and he with me. God wants you to invite him in. Lord, today, we invite you in. Beloved, would you stand with me this morning as we close? Would you stand with me? Maybe there's someone here today that God's speaking to your heart. And that open door today, you're saying, God, I, God, I hear you today. God, I've heard your word. And today, 2024, I want to start the year off right. Huh? I want to start the year on the good foot. Yeah. As a kid, we'd always say start it on the good foot. Get off on the good foot. Maybe somebody here today need to get off on the good foot. The right foot. And the right foot today is to walk through that door of salvation. God brought you. He protected you. He brought you to another year. His grace and his mercy has brought you ah, safe into a new year. You ought to say to him, Lord, today, today, the Bible said, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. Let me pray with you. Father, this morning, God, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your people this morning. I pray for that one that's never opened their heart. That one this morning that says, today is my day. The first Sunday of the new year. I'm going forth with Jesus. If you're here this morning and that is your prayer, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Say, say with me, say, dear Jesus, 
forgive me and cleanse me for all my sins, for all my unrighteousness. Father, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Save me and make me a new creature in Christ Jesus. For I receive you this day as my Lord and Savior in and over my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Beloved, with all heads bowed and eyes closed, if, if you prayed that prayer this morning for the first time, would you just slip your hand up and put it down real quick if you prayed that prayer? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for those who prayed that prayer this morning. I pray, Father God, that you would just cement that decision in their heart. God, as they go forth in this new year, walking under your authority, under your blessings and your divine protection, Father. I pray for that one, Lord God, that Father just needs to be encouraged. I pray today, God, that she would just breathe fresh wind and fresh fire on their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. You can find more free resources, learn about our church, and partner with us financially when you visit us online at newhopecapecoral.com. Also, if you have a question or a story to share, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line on the contact page, once again, at newhopecapecoral.com. Finally, if this message was a blessing to you, would you take a moment to share that blessing with others? You can do that by subscribing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, and by leaving a review to share your story with others. Thanks again for tuning in and for helping us share the hope of Jesus with the world he loves. We'll see you next time.